You know, I do this just for the music. Like <laughs> that, that that music gets me hyped every time. Every time. Uh, every time. Every time. I'm every time. Down with it. All right. But welcome everybody to the Four Tales podcast. I am your host, Kyron Silva from Taurus Comics. Across the way is the Puce composer of Ace Blade, Danny J. Quick. And together we are the only place to find two award-winning blurred comic creators talking about comics, art, and everything else. Now we are live on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and a host of other programs. So if you are listening or watching this, thank you for your support. Don't forget to hit the thumbs up button if you're on YouTube. Hit the host option on Twitch. And make sure you like and subscribe on whatever platform you are using because all those likes, subscribes, hosting, shares help us get to a bigger audience. Um, we are trying to grow our audience on YouTube. So search for Tales Podcast. That's for the number four, T-A-L-E-S, and then podcast on YouTube. Help us get to 100 subscribers. We're about halfway there. So if you can get us there, that'd be great. But also keep doing those reviews, especially on Apple iTunes, which is our biggest, like by far our biggest uh, group of listeners. So thank you for everybody there. Um, hold on one second. I forgot to do something because it's way too dark. Hold on. And bam. All right, that's better. You didn't turn the light on? <laughs> I got, got a light. light <laughs> I finally got a light. It got too dark. I, I realized <laughs> I had You what? went and got a light and forgot to turn the light on. Come on now. Come on. It's my first time using it. I forgot. All right. Leave me alone. <laughs> but at least you people who actually view this live, they can see me better somewhat. I mean, I don't know why you want to see, but you can at least right. see my 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 lovely uh banner. That's covering all the dirt, the junk behind me, drawn by Michael Dorman and Anthony D. Lee. Just to throw that out there. Well, shoot, What's this up, is man? my first time actually sharing sharing the the, the feed live, so I guess we're, we're both learning. <laughs> we're both this learning. is why we don't get anybody. <laughs> this is why we don't get people listening or watching. You're not sharing crap. We got it though. We're doing it now. Let's go. All right, all right. whatever. <laughs> so, what's up, man? How you been? I'm doing good, man. It's good to see you. I know it's nice and early there. I see it's still dark outside. Yeah. Uh, you been reading any comics? Or well, let's wait until we let's wait until our uh, we get our guest on, and we'll talk about what comics we've been reading. Okay. Well, before we get that guest on, what have you been up to this week, man? Um, one important thing that I've been up to mm-hmm. is I got these in. I got the uh-huh. uh, the rough draft, the uh, the preview copy of the Ace Blade Villain Season book. And you nice. see it's a preview draft because it's still got the old logo, got the old logo on there. And it's got some pages that are blank. But uh, this is just for edits, so I'm, I'm looking through it and seeing a couple things I need to fix. Mm-hmm. But um, it's close to being done, man. I'm excited oh. about that. What about okay. you? Well, wait, 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 wait. When can we expect that to be done? Um, Give me, give me three weeks. It'll be done. Give me three oh. weeks. 
So three weeks, you're going to send it back to the printer for reprints. And then yep. all us backers that have been supporting you about a couple months, we get a book so we can enjoy it for Christmas. For Christmas. That's the that's the goal. All right, the goal. All right. get, it, get, it to, get it to folks by Christmas. All right. All right. Uh, what have I been up to? Well, um, I'm looking for a new artist for a book. And I finished up some pages for another book that I am working on with uh, Marcos Martinez. We're doing StarCore. And I have, I'm digging what he's pulling out. I think I talked to this last week about this, uh, but he's got this Saturday morning cartoon vibe going on with all his artwork. So I'm hoping that people dig that. And then I'm doing some artwork for um, Joseph Dewis. Started the pages on that. Oh, nice. And yeah, he's got he's got an interesting story going on. Um, I don't know if anybody, if any of our listeners are into this, but go research. Uh, Madam Fatal, I think that's how you pronounce her name. Uh, it's an interesting character from the from like the forties, fifties, um, and he's got a. It's like one of those public domain characters now, but mm-hmm. but people people might enjoy this. Um, I think I'm doing fourteen pages for his book, so you know, oh, nice. you guys dig it, check it out when it's available. Well, I was going to commission you for something else now that I'm coloring that that first piece, but it seems like you're too busy, so. Uh, I'm always open for commissions. I'm just saying, if you want nah, to, you know me. I don't like to be pushed to the back of the list. All right, that's not my. <laughs> I got to be the priority out here. Uh, wow. All right. As, all as, right. as our guest knows, <laughs> as our guest knows all too well. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, I guess we might as well bring him on. Um, actually, one more thing before we bring him on, I do want to talk about a uh, poll that we put out. Well, I put out because you don't do nothing. A talk, but I put yeah. this poll out. So if you are part of our Spotify listeners, you got the and you're looking at the mobile devices and uh, the mobile apps, you saw that we put out a poll last week saying if you had to fight aliens, who would you rather have on your team? Metroid Samus or aliens Ellen Ripley? Um, and it was a unanimous Metroid Samus. So That's, I, I mean, will yeah she's got I'm, the plasma guns. I mean yeah, yeah. She, she didn't do the, the ball thing and everything. So yeah. I'm down for that. Um I don't know what we're going to put out this week. And I don't know why it's only Spotify that gives us option, but I'm going to try to make a poll every week for our Spotify listeners. Give them something to enjoy. Spotify cares about podcasts and uh, other platforms don't as much. Uh, <laughs> they get a lot of their, a lot of their traffic from podcasts because, yeah. um, you know, but mm-hmm. you know, other One people catch up. It's all good. It's cool, man. I mean, <laughs> I just wish it was Apple gave that same care because, our listenership is like 75% Apple iTunes yeah. and, and maybe like 20% Spotify. Uh, I don't know if I've ever sent you the breakdown, but it's it's pretty fascinating sometimes about where we get listeners. Like we get listeners in Germany, the UK, mm-hmm. South America. I mean, we're, we're worldwide with this. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll send that to you one so you can check it out. All right. But enough of us, because I know this is not why people are here. Um, what they are here for is the creator and illustrator of King Supreme, a, a muralist, and in my understanding, the best part of Fourth Wall Productions. The absolute best part of Fourth Wall Productions. Okay. All right. I, I, that's my understanding. Uh, Wally McNair. So let me bring him on. And uh, You know, I screwed up, so I'm just going to bring him on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to do the glow. You know what? Screw it. I, I spent too much time making this damn video. I'm gonna... nah, do it. Do it. 
spent too much time making that video. I can't not do it. <laughs> that was a dope Wally, video. Wally, what's up, man? What's up, man? I'm just doing product placement right quick. Like, oh, snap. Look at all the stuff. I, see. Okay. I, don't really, I don't really do that, but I just had to do it real quick, you know? I didn't get the pre-meeting memo that I was supposed to wear a King Supreme hat. Uh, what's up with that? That's a Danny Wally. Quick uh, he, he Dave's trying to act like he care about King Supreme by wearing a hat today. It's related to his favorite, but he just tried to do it so he could like not hear my mouth. That's all. No, nah, bro, I got stickers. No, nah, you got the products. I got stickers. I got little. I got stuff that I designed too for King Supreme. Man, don't be trying to play King me. Supreme's that that stepchild that he don't want to talk about. That's pretty much. That's pretty much who King. When I when I came along, I was like, "Yo, man, this King Supreme dude is dope." Then it was like, you know, I don't know. If this is a censored show, but he used a four letter word and was like, that "Oh, towards King Supreme." You know what I'm saying? Oh, I, like, I mean, you crazy. can say yeah. it. We don't have any age requirements, so you can say it. I don't care. No. And then and then King Supreme gets made into a figure, and Danny's like, "I like this guy. Let's do something with it." You know what I'm saying? It's crazy <laughs> how the ties change, but you know, we're here hey. now. We ain't gonna complain. You Since know. You brought it up. Uh, when can I come get one though? Like, what's what's up with that? <laughs> See, can I call, can I call you Kai? Can I call, can I, I like the short yeah. names and the dope? Oh, Kai, right. listen, man, I've I been called that before. Truth. I just want to tell the truth, bro. Like, I'll text he Danny. It used to be I text Danny. He he respond right back. You know, mm-hmm. lately know because he's become you know so dominant in the independent game. I text Danny. It's like eight days later. Mm-hmm. He responded back like, "Oh, dang, man! I over. I didn't even see you had text me. I was, mm-hmm. I was watching that happened one time, Wally. You know what I'm saying? That's happened to so, me too, though. <laughs> so you know what I'm talking about. So all the time, I text him I'm like, "Yo, bro, let me know when you want to get this figure or how you want me to get it to you." He's like, "No response." So I'm like, "Hey, okay." I got some other products of his. I'm like, yo, Danny. It used to be like, yo, man, I'll come tomorrow. Now it's like, I really don't need that. I'm kind of above that. Me and H Blade are doing well, <laughs> you know. So, mm, mm, I mean, it, it sounds know. like Danny went Stan Lee on you and said, "I got all these other things over here, and uh, I don't really need you no more because I've evolved past you." We, we ain't gonna. I do, mean, that's not that's not what the show is about today. We came on to celebrate a great creator. Huh? And not oh. to bash each other. We're supposed to be united. Whoa, whoa. My brother, this is not bad. And we just telling the truth. We just want people to know the truth. Like we only speaking know, the truth on here. What's the, you, you, it's like one of those groups uh, where the lead singer just you know becomes more more important than the team. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes with with Danny Quick, he's a good guy. Oh. Don't get me what? wrong. Are you saying you Danny know? went all temptations nah, on us? If you want to, nah. If you want to tell the truth. Oh. If you want to tell the truth, because I know Wally gets invites to shows all the time. And then, you know, he'd be popping up at shows in Charlotte and Greensboro, down in South Carolina. I live live in Charlotte. I hope hope somebody (laughs) would care about me here. And I'm like two hours away. I figure, you know, if we're a group that you would invite a brother. But, I, you know, I just be getting left out. I just be like, okay, I just, you know. Oh, man, Kai, so let, so, oh, let, you know, let me start this whole conversation <laughs> over. Kai, thank you for having me. I'm just going to sit back and listen. Yeah. Just go ahead. Kai, thank you for having me on the show, man, because Danny's a part of like 10 different shows and 10 different events, and I never get an invite for an interview for anything because he knows so many important people now, right? Yeah. So I, I had to text him like on a Monday, let's say Monday the 2nd, and by that 31st, right when the month was ending, he hit me back and was like, Yo, man, I'll get you on the podcast. My bad, bro. I'm just now seeing your text. And I'm like, how do you even find Bruh, the text from 30 some days before? Not even. I said, hey, Wally, when do you want to be on the show? And you was like, 
I know y'all already started show, but you know, maybe I'll be available in November sometime. I'm whoa, like, whoa, November? Whoa, whoa. Can we at least get October? Is that okay? Hey, you know what? I come from a background where there's a code, so I ain't gonna snitch and show <laughs> the receipts for that conversation. He said I got receipts. I'm not gonna show the receipts from that conversation. I'm just gonna keep it close to heart, you know, because you know, if you know, you know. So uh you know oh it's real odd too kai you, you said you was talking about an artist who had like a saturday morning cartoons vibe and i was like yo am he so i'm not the only person that remembers saturday morning cartoons i remember Me and my that. wife was starting a company called saturday morning cartoons how nice. ironic okay yeah all right so, well since you brought it up what is that going to be about what saturday morning cartoons well you know as danny knows i'm big on ownership right mm. and it's always it's always good to to have resources and things of that nature, but I'm just huge on cutting out the middleman if you can and and owning as much of what you can when you can. So I do a lot of branding, I do a lot of product work for other people. And then of course we have our own brands, you know, with the different books and the different things that we do, the hats, the t-shirts. But I kind of wanted to cut out some of the outsourcing. So me and my wife decided, hey, let's start, let's buy some equipment. I used to do screen printing. I used to do sublimation printing. So now we're getting into the direct to garment printing market just a little bit. It's not something I'm trying to make like my everyday, but we figure we're going to be putting products out. We run Kickstarters. We know other creators that run Kickstarters. If we can prove that our product not only looks good, but feels good, the quality is there. And I have conversations all the time with creators about just making sure your brand is on par. You make a dope comic and your t-shirt is garbage, it hurts your brand. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we just want to make sure that we both jump into that market for what we're doing, but also offer options from time to time for other creators to say, yo, you know, we can not only do do clothes for you, but we can show you how to make sure that your stuff is up to par if you're not thinking in that direction. You know, some people just like a t-shirt is a t-shirt. There's a huge difference in different brands and the quality and how a shirt is made. And the same thing with the print quality. You can go out and, and print something on a $200 machine and you can print something on a $40,000 machine. But understanding the quality of the inks and how it sets in the shirt and things of that nature are important. So we're using Saturday morning cartoons as a umbrella for printing, for design, and then eventually moving into something I love doing, which is community work with kids and trying to open up opportunities. Cause I, I used to do it. I still do, but COVID cut into a lot of it, but a lot of classes with young kids trying to show them not just the art of creating art, but the business of art, you know, and I would go into these programs and all they want the kids to do is paint by numbers or give them something to color real quick. And that's supposed to be an art lesson. And I'm like, that doesn't equip them with knowledge to go out here and try to build something in this world it would be good to also show them what it is to think through concepts, what it is to do thumbnails, what it is to have a schedule, what it is to meet deadlines, what it is to just understand uh, branding, trademarks, copyrights, or just putting together a contract, just basic things that could help them or just showing them how vast the art world, the creative world is within the world that we live in every single day. So I want to, I would run into programs that had all this funding, but they didn't want to put it towards anything that actually benefited the kids. So my thing is bringing that aspect into the world of nonprofits or whatever you want to call it so that these kids can actually get something, not just be babysat for a couple of hours, but actually walk away with something, learn something, especially in the digital world. Everything is digital today. So learning the traditional 
base and foundation and then knowing how to apply it over into the digital world as well. So these are all long-term steps to what Saturday Morning Cartoon starts as and grows into as we continue to develop and plan and, and you know, move it into the future of some of the things that, that me and my wife have visions for. I love that because, you know what, I mean, I could see something that not just kids, but just adults that want to get into art could really benefit from things like that. Because a lot of us say, hey, I want to get into art, but don't know how to take the steps to make themselves profitable and make themselves viable and not get screwed over. Honestly, there are so many artists that get into art and technology. We're not technology, but uh, graphic design and then get screwed over because they just are lacking any type of knowledge or training on things like that. So that's actually really good. It's a fact, man. I've been, as a matter of fact, I might want to sign up myself. I've been asking Wally to teach me how to draw for probably about 10 years now. And, uh, see what he does. He takes your ideas and then he converts it to his. And then he's like, I'm a genius. I told you he's going to Stan Lee. I'm going to say he's Apple because Apple is Uh, great at taking other people's stuff and making it unbelievably amazing. But they let somebody else fail or or start it. And then they come in and just be like, ah, you was doing that. We're going to do that 10 times better. So Danny no, is now being the apple. No okay. man, I'm just trying. To, I'm just trying to learn how to draw. That's all I want to do. I've is been, that what the J and Danny J Quick stands for? Danny Jobs Quick. <laughs> Danny Jobs Quick. Shoot. I mean, Danny drawing is is a great thing, but you know you just gotta have patience. You know, I think you be wanting to jump straight to doing 200 page graphic novels, and I'm like, bro, you got to just take these steps to get take better. Time, it's a progressive thing, you know. Yeah. It take time, man. I don't listen. That's one thing that I always, you know, admire artists about, man. Y'all, y'all spend your time and put your energy into these into these pieces of art. That's why I'm never I'm never one to like haggle with piece of people's prices. If you had a price, I know you worth it. Like especially if I like your work, if I really love your stuff, bruh, I'm a, I'm gonna pay you because I know just from this. Uh, Kyron did a commission for me couple weeks ago i've been trying to color it just color it i've been trying to just color it for like three weeks and right. bruh like the amount of time that it takes and concentration that it takes to just sit down and color something to put three two three hours into something man it's it's look it's it's invaluable man so i, I always i always admire y'all artists for that but you, you, you did talk about you did just talk about deadlines um teaching kids how to hit deadlines and stuff like that i yeah. wanted to ask you about that uh because deadlines, deadlines are the devil. Go ahead. Because <laughs> you you hit me with some game. Um, you hit me with some game a couple weeks ago, and um, I think you know it really just was so honest and true that I adapted the way that I think about it. Because I you know I work in graphic design within uh, in the Department of Veterans Affairs, right? And and the the thing is is you know you always got to hit these deadlines. We got projects that come up you know, out of the blue and it'd be like, oh, I need it tomorrow, you know, but then you got projects that need, you know, that you, you know, got paid for that are coming up later on, you know, and the deadlines are, (laughs) the deadlines can really mess you up, you know, if you, you know, if you don't, you know, know how to manage your schedule and stuff like that. So when you talk to your, your philosophy on, um, on deadlines and how do you, how do you manage, you know, as an artist, as a freelance artist, how do you manage, um, that stuff that the job's coming in and your own personal stuff. I mean, you know, personal, personal oftentimes takes a backseat to paying the bills. Right. But yeah. sometimes personal also helps you keep your sanity. So 
there are times when I might just force myself to take that break. Of course, I never want to be late on anything for a client unless it's like, you know, Dan Danny's starting to change now, but Danny used to be the cat, just be like, yo, get it done whenever you get it done. I'd be like, word? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get these other things done because <laughs> they want it tomorrow. All right, you know. But um, you know, so you 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 know your job is important. If you work for a studio that's doing a video game and you don't meet the deadline on character designs or concepts, backgrounds, whatever, you slow the whole process down. So you know that you have to make sure that you if, if you say you can do it, you fight hard to do it. Things do come up. I think communication is number one with any client or any whoever somebody on your team, like whatever, your marriage, your your best friend, your, your worst enemy. Communication can decide how something goes real quick. So trying to keep that line of communication open. I'm a very private person. I don't like sharing my personal life. That's why you don't see me putting too much of anything personal on social media. But I, I came to the understanding when we're doing Kickstarters and things of that nature, if something changes in the schedule, you have to let people know, but you also have to give them a valid reason at times for those changes. You know, you can't just be like, yo, it's pushback and then go on about your day. And, I mean, you could, but you'd kind of be deemed an asshole if you did that and you probably wouldn't get any support anymore. But, you know, figuring out what to share and, and finding the balance and how you're sharing it, you know, so that people know it's real. You know what I mean? Like reputation means a lot to me and your word of mouth can make or break you, especially in the world of freelance. So, but for me, you know, I keep calendars on my computer, on my phone, handwritten calendars. So I'm constantly looking at these dates and when things are supposed to be done. I try to communicate well with, with my clients about when they need things, about when things need to be turned around by. Um, but I also tell people, I know we got to make money, we got to live, but if something, if you really don't want to do something, don't take it because you'll end up hating it, the whole process. You probably won't do a very good job with it when it's all said and done. And you may even screw the deadline up just because you can't get into it mentally to, to produce what you're saying you're trying to produce. But I mean, you know, I think at the end of the day, and I don't I don't remember exactly what I might have said to you that, that sparked the thought or whatever, but at the end of the day, it's just communication and, and staying focused. And of course, a lot of artists have this, I wasn't in the mood to create. And I understand there's a part of that. There's definitely a part of that. But I can't be in that space with client work as much as I can personal work. I can hover over personal work way longer and try to find that moment compared, you know, compared to someone else's work that's trying to get something out by a certain time. I have to I have to fight through it. That doesn't mean I don't take breaks. It doesn't mean I don't take a moment to go do something else and say, Yo, the inspiration is not there. Let me let me let me get into a different headspace and come back. But you just have to time that out properly. You can't be on some. I'm about to play uh, Ghost of Tsushima for 12 hours and it's due tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like you gotta man, find that balance. Game, it is a good game. It is a good. Listen, when Gears of War first came out, long, 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 long time ago, I you played that game. Old, talk about that. <laughs> come on, long, 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 long. That made me feel old. Damn it. <laughs> I played I played that game for two days straight and didn't work on some projects I was supposed to do for two days straight. This is young, 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 young me. And then I looked up and was like, yo, what am I doing? I could have played the game anytime. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. tripping, you know. But it's just finding your balance and knowing that this is your reputation. This speaks for who you are. So, of course, you want to get things done on time. And if there is a problem, communicate. 
the same way you want somebody to communicate with you, respect people's time, communicate and let them know like, yo, I'm behind or whatever the situation is. Some people might have a problem with it. Some people might work with you. Um, but you got to understand your goal is always to get that work done, especially if it's client based or, or if people can't depend on you. It's no disrespect. You might be the greatest talent on the planet. But if you can't get it done, they're not going to come back to you unless they just need you that bad. But, yeah. you know, what's 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 the averages on you being needed that bad when there's so many people out here creating? You know what I mean? Yeah, true. True. That's very true. I like that. <clears throat> Yeah, it reminds me of uh, Stephen Platt, the comic artist from Marvel Image. He was an amazing talent, but he repeatedly could not hit deadlines, and he was known. And even though his artwork was fantastic, he eventually just couldn't get any more work because he could never hit deadlines. So that's some yeah. word of knowledge, man. I like yeah, Platt, Platt's one of the. I think he moved on to do like uh, studio work or something yep. like that later on in his career. Or oh, that's probably what he's still doing now. Um, yeah, that's what Joe he's doing right now. Joe Mann was another one of those guys. And you look at the detail in their work and you you understand to a certain degree, but it's still like it's got to be done. Joe Mann was he helped bring X-Men back at one point and mm-hmm. the whole anime co- combination with American, you know, Western style art combined. Really, Joe Mann was at the forefront of changing that. But again, books would get delayed and, you know, things would take a lot of time people still love his work to this day battle chases is still a fan love uh, property but he's and an not amazing even game too by the way an amazing game <laughs> but he's not even drawing the the, the the final pages to the new book he went and hired a couple other people you know to make sure that those deadlines get hit you know what i mean yeah yeah that's true so because we we are definitely a comic book centered podcast but doing our research on you I found you also do a lot of things outside of the comic book realm. Um, and I really want to touch on that because it, it, it does seem like it connects to what we've been talking about, about you inspiring people and talking to people and informing people. But tell me about the Mint Museum and a lot of the work that you've done with that over the years. Oh, yeah. So the, the Mint Museum, I guess, would be, you know, I guess high-end gallery slash art institution type thing. You know, one of those places where Growing up, you might have saw the building over there somewhere, but you didn't really know too much about what it really was, so you ain't go there, you know what I mean? Yep. Um, but I, I was fortunate years ago to meet a lady named Miss Ruby Brittheit, who was working with a program that had been put in place to work with kids basically from the same neighborhoods that I, I grew up in. And, um, she, you know, they would get budgets to have food for the kids and give them a, a well-rounded uh, week or a few weeks of different activities from healthcare to art to, to outside activities to just general education, but in a fun way for after school. Cause you know, a lot of these kids would come home from school and just be kind of there, not much else to do. And we know what the streets can be like, we know how alluring that can become real quick. So yeah, they would, you know, we all, yeah, we all know about the streets, you know, we know about that. <laughs> Why do I feel like I'm missing out on that? Like, Danny, you don't know about the streets? So. <laughs> no, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. Danny's like, Carlton? <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say Carlton, but Danny swear. Danny's from, uh, where's that place that the white wizard from Lord of the Rings is from? Stop uh, it. Stop Danny's it. from like, a place like that, but he's always talking about how dangerous it is and how he got the he got the thing on him every time he rolled around. I, I don't oh, know if the thing is his writing computer or is, yeah, if it's, you know, 
I know he was in the military, so I don't know. You know, with Danny, you can't never really tell. Um, you know, <laughs> but I guess the streets are on his side or something like that. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> so, you know, he threatened me a couple times, and I, you know, I just let him know peacefully. I got people all over North Carolina, and some of them will show up at your door just to have a conversation. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I just want him to know whatever force he had. Just remember, other people got that too. So sometimes Danny try to remind me, you know, slightly that he is. He got his ear to the streets. Ace Blade got his ear to the streets. You know, King's oh, wow. is flying around and out in the outer universe. You know, so I I digress. I digress. Um, most of us know what the streets can be like and how alluring it can be for for, for kids, especially who don't have anything else to focus on. So the men put that program together. And um, Miss Ruby reached out to me and some other brothers who had formed a crew at the time called God City, which people thought was a church group, but we weren't anything other than a church group. Um, uh, and um, we were out because, you know, we came from different backgrounds, but we understood the same goal. And so we were out doing things actively in the community, fighting to get into art galleries and things of that nature that just wasn't happening for people of color or anybody that was outside of the fine art world. So our thing was to change the perspective of what fine art was. And we started doing it out of our own pocket. So she respected that. And she bought us in. She, she, you know, People learn quick. Sometimes you can't reach people by putting people that are totally different in front of them. Sometimes you need people that come from the same world mm -hmm. to have that conversation. So we started partnering with them, um, doing different programs, uh, things with that particular program, things with the Mint in general. Uh, few, a few people in the crew have permanent pieces at the Mint now because of those long-standing relationships and the hard work that we were putting in at different times, different places. So, you know, we also, she, she would find ways to bring what we were doing, I guess if we were Daredevil in the Marvel comics or Luke Cage in the Marvel comics, she would find ways to bring that street-level activity into these high-end, high-brow places. You know, like, yo, can we partner and do this? Or what do you guys think about that? And so now... I would say in large part because of that, the men in places of that type stature have opened up around here a lot more to younger artists and artists that come from different backgrounds, artists that are doing work outside of fruit bowls and nothing against a fruit bowl, but you know, how many times can you paint a fruit bowl and make it dope? You know, so they're starting to understand just like galleries in other states, New York, Atlanta, uh, you know, Chicago, LA, Florida, they, they, Texas, they've been understood this. So around here, it's starting to be understood now that there's more to it than just your typical whatever. So, you know, that's a lot of what we've been able to build and I've been able to be a part of with the Mint and a few other places around here. It's still a lot of politics and politics to the art game, especially in that particular world, you know, f underfunding for people that look like me. Um, misuse of representation of people that look like us, especially when everything was going on with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and mm -hmm. several others and people want to get those photo ops. But you fight through that, you muster through that and you find your alliances where you find them and, and you use it for what you can to, to move to that bigger platform, you know? I like that, man. I do I do like that, especially when I was doing some research on you. I did like that a lot of your arts does seem to veer towards social justice and telling a, a story about social justice. So I like how you're incorporating that, man. Um, this might be a good time to, I guess, to change it up since we went so heavy on that and maybe do Danny's yeah. quick takes on this. 
Because I don't know, man. I mean, are you ready or no? Uh, yeah, let's do the quick takes. So okay. if you watch the show, uh, I know Wally watches the show. So I know uh, he knows about Danny's quick takes. Was kind of weird. That was a weird shot. I don't, I don't know. These, these gangsters, man. These gangsters nowadays. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, if you watch the show, uh, every week we uh, we have a have a quick fire uh, rapid question uh, segment for our guest called Danny's Quick Takes. And this time I've got uh, a nice got... way to get your whole name in there, Danny. I like that. <laughs> You have no idea. Like the first episode we did this, he's like, "Hey, man, I I didn't tell you about this, but we're gonna do this real quick." It was like in the middle of the show. I was like, "All right, (laughs) we'll be on the fly, man. We'll be coming up with it on the on the fly." You know how I do. Uh, That's that's how I know Danny has not been cloned. (laughs) Um. So we got. uh, You'll have forty-five seconds. Kyron has Mm -hmm. a, a nice animated timer that he paid for. And uh, we're we're gonna <laughs> we'll uh, I'm gonna ask you the question, and then the clock is gonna count down. And if you if you don't answer the question within 45 seconds, you get the buzzer. All right. So that way, that's the worst. The buzzer. See the buzzer. We don't have any other consequences for you at this point, but you know. Oh, okay, I feel I feel relaxed. Now. You know, somebody can be at the front door. That that's problems for me. But the buzzer. Cool. <laughs> oh, no. All right, so there's a, there's been a, a long-standing meme going around where people talk about, would you rather have a million dollars or dinner with Jay-Z, right? Now, I know my answer is the million dollars because ain't nothing Jay-Z can do in a dinner that's going to help me. But I know uh, one of your longtime favorite artists is uh, Todd McFarlane. So I want to ask you, question number one, would you take $50,000 or a weekend to learn from Todd McFarlane. You take the cash. Why? I'll take the cash and use those resources to build up my company, my assets, and my brand, and that opens up the door to have conversations with people like Todd and whoever else. You know, once your 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 reputation speaks for itself, doors open in a different way. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with sitting down with Ty, but I talked to dude at random comic book conventions just by walking up on him. So <laughs> if I really want to have that conversation, I can figure that out too. But give me the fifty. Hey, I agree with you. I hundred percent agree. Can um, we talk about the disrespect that you put on Todd McFarlane? Like Jay Z gets a million dollars, you bring it all the way down to fifty grand. Right, he's like, he's like Todd, multi-millionaire. Yeah, been, I mean, I think Todd probably has the money that Jay Z got, and you gonna bring him down to fifty. I would. Have, I just had to make. More. I know a million dollars is a lot of money. Ain't no way I'm taking. You know what? We might have to cancel Danny because that's the mistreatment that the world of comments gets. People put it on a lower Thank scale you. than music. No, than that ain't food. that ain't it at all. You know what I'm saying? But I bet you if he said if you had. I bet you say if you get a weekend to learn from Danny J. Quick or a billion dollars, that would be the question, wouldn't it? <laughs> no, I was just trying to make the question harder. I didn't want to. I didn't really want to disrespect him and say five hundred dollars or something like that, because then that would have put you in a real bad spot. But man, we're gonna put a million on Todd's name too. Not not on his head. That's different. A million right, on his we'll name. Put, we'll put a million right. on Todd's name too. Danny put a million on his head. I bet. <laughs> All right. Uh, question. Question number two, and I'm I'm really interested in the in the answer to this one. All right. So, uh, mm-hmm. question number two: If you get a chance to turn only one of your comic properties into a TV show, which one would it be, and why? Well, I don't believe I'd be limited to one once 
the one that I turn into a show does its thing and becomes successful. So, but if I had to pick where I was going to start, I would start with Fairy Tale Nights or King's Queen. The reason why, um, Fairy Tale Nights has a different impact. It's a book we created originally for my daughter back before it was cool to be inclusive and to show people that were different, little girls, especially little black girls. Um, and I believe there's still a space for that. I don't care how many shows we put out, we're still way behind in the market of showing representation of us in all types and forms. And we don't see a lot of uh, black men in positive roles. So King Supreme would definitely give us a chance to show both sides of growing up in a certain world with becoming something greater. So either one of those is going to open the door and we get more TV shows. Easy. I would I would chose Fairytale Nights too, even though, you know, you uh, threw the script that I wrote in the trash. We ain't going to talk about it. I, Whoa. you know, I'm, Whoa. I, I, Whoa. You know, I apologize. I shouldn't have brought that up. That's First of all, I did it, so if I was gonna trash it, I'd have to hit delete. But <laughs> delete, yeah, that's how you did. You virtually tra- I don't even want to talk about it no more. I don't even want. I don't even want to go there. <laughs> I don't even want to go there right now. Um, question number three: um, mm. Museums or murals, and why? Can you define what that means a little bit more? Would you rather have your art in museums? All over the country, or would you have rather have murals all over the country? And why? Well, you know, I break the rules, so I'm aiming for both, and I've, I've done both. So, I think if it's in a museum, it it shows it's it one brings our people in that maybe don't go to some of those places or aren't as in touch with some of those places. It opens up that spectrum. Um, if it's on 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 a mural outside somewhere, then it's seen by anybody that passes by it at any point in time, any moment. So, Brandon and marketing tells me fight to get both. Hey, I'm down with that. I'm down with that. I, and I knew that was going to be your answer. You just you just don't follow the rules at all. But that's cool. <laughs> I, I, there's too many things I can't change, but the things I can, I definitely, you know, you know the serenity prayer. Yeah, I think. <laughs> all right. It's now, I need you to stick to serenity prayer. So I'm, I'm just be honest about that, too. I need you to stick to the stick to the question on this one. OK. Or what? You going to send somebody to his house? Um, if, if, you, if you if you don't answer the question on this one, I'm gonna have to tell Tiana to call your wife. All right, that ain't what's that gonna do? They gonna have a conversation about wine and hanging out, and then we are gonna keep on going. Go ahead. All right. So, <clears throat> question number four. I know how you are about ownership, and we already talked about it in the show. Um, but question number four is: you have to give up one of your uh, one property to DC or Marvel. In order to get funding for all of the rest of your properties, which oh, pro- which property what, what, do you sacrifice? What, 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 what am I getting for giving them up? Why do, why do I have to give? You get, you're getting funded. You getting funded for all the rest of your properties. You got to sacrifice one property to get funding for all the rest of your properties. Man, I'm gonna come up with something new that I don't care about. And I'm gonna give them <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna work this system. <laughs> What are you talking about? They're going to get that new jump that I don't know nothing about. We threw it together overnight. There you You're go. Sacrifice Superb Man to DC. <laughs> Rat Man. Something crazy like that. What are we talking about? Come on. Marvel, you want yeah, Captain right. South America? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? What is we talking about here? No, bro. You see, you see how difficult it is with Wally, bro. You can't get a straight answer out of this dude, man. That's the answer. Yo, they send the joint like, yo, we want one of your joints. We're gonna give you, but all right, cool. 
I'm calling everybody. Hey, man, throw the, throw the names on the table. Let's do it. Let's. Hey, Wally, I'll give you an ace blade. You can sacrifice ace blade, man. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> what you mean? Not only can we sacrifice them, we can make them white. That's that's Bam. one of those things they do in these right? Let's do that. Y'all are terrible. And take away a purple. That's ugly. Give them green. Yeah, we can make them like ace heart or something like that, right? Like, Y'all are take cool, logo and all that. We can just take Danny's logo and flip it upside down. That's a heart now, right? I quit. I give up. You still got one more question. Come on. Okay. We got one more question. It's not like it's a good question, but you got one more. I'm not even I, I was gonna ask I was gonna ask the fifth question, but I already know the, the way this is going, I already know the answer. Here we go. Uh, question number five. King Supreme versus Super Bastard in a fight to the death. Who wins and why? Them bros ain't fighting. What's the issue? They gonna look at each other and say, "Hey, bro, what what person wrote this crap? Like, bro, we here to change the world, not destroy it. What's happening? You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we playing chess. They might sit down and play a game of chess, and and whoever wins gets to protect the earth, and the other one goes. But these cats smart. Hey, bro, I got the West Coast. You take the East Coast of the world. <laughs> I take I take the Northern Hemisphere. You take the Southern Hemisphere. Make it like that. Make it like that. <laughs> We ain't got but so many. We putting these brothers against each other. Come on. I love how the only real question he's answered was the first one. <laughs> Legit. Legit. Every other question, Girl. you had some type of workaround on that. I love that. Hey, when you ask me these questions, you better put some strict parameters in play. I'm going, I'm, I, Danny know me. I sit in a meeting with whoever and be like, yo, that don't make sense to me. Let's go. Oh, Let's man. Go. I've been, well, I've been, I've been economically broke all my life, but financially very wealthy, and they can't take that, can't give them that. All right. Well, that was Danny's quick takes, uh, provided by DC Comics' new series Ace Blade, <laughs> coming soon, real soon. Oh, Heart Blade. Heart Blade. There we go. Heart Blade. Uh, hold on. I got. I got. I got to take a moment here. That was funny. <laughs> All right. And now, a word from our sponsor. And now we go right back to the show. All right. So, going back to the show. I'll see you. That that was too quick. What was that? I'm just thinking, you know, I'm just doing promo things. I see people doing promo things all the time, and I normally don't do that, but. Oh, nice. Okay. Tiger with a crown. I don't don't got one. I got a t shirt. I got a t shirt finally, but I didn't get one of those stickers. So oh yeah, let's make, I, I want to take a moment to make some clarity too, right? So, a lot of people assume that I work for Danny, and um, nobody assumes that. <laughs> nobody thinks that. Sometimes, sometimes nobody cool. in the world thinks that. Sometimes it is cool because technically Danny has hired me for projects, and that would mean that technically <laughs> I'm working for Danny. But I just want people to know um, when they deposit and cash those uh, fourth wall checks. I don't get an actual check with my name on it, at, you know, with a, a title. Um, I am a partner with Danny and, and Mr. Morgan, and uh, we make dopeness together as two entities that come together and make flyness. Um, but Fourth Wall definitely stands on their own, their own four. And uh, Once Emperors definitely stands on its own, you know, whatever tigers stand on, because we're on that tiger time over here. But it's, it's, it's love and it's building and it's, it's unity in, in that movement. Even though I get left off of podcasts and 
dope interviews and top five conversations and all that stuff. But you know, it's still love, it's still family, you know. We here, y'all here, y'all here, Wally. But I want you to open up your copies of Ace Blade when you get them and see who's listed as the art director for Fourth Wall Productions. I want y'all to, to look at the titles that the man has. The the he didn't even ask for the job, but I made him take it. I gave him the title anyway. Well, well, next year the government's gonna be uh, trying to break into all of our bank accounts, so I want to make sure I don't get audited because they're giving me titles and they think that I'm getting, I'm getting, uh, getting paid. I'm only, I'm only sending out uh, five ninety nine at a time, so don't worry about it. Okay, okay, cool. All right. Well, since you brought up your marvelous book, tell tell the people who have never read King Supreme what it's about, what inspired you to make that because we didn't get a chance to talk about your actual book. Uh, yeah, so King Supreme, uh, Danny actually is the original creator of King Supreme. Um, no, no, he's not. He, Don't give him that credit. Don't give that man credit. <laughs> back when he cared about it. Back when he cared about it. Um, you know, uh, he he did a graphic. No- he did a novel, and he did he did a few issues. What'd you do? Two issues, Danny, or one? Um, one and a half. <laughs> one and a half. And then he just gave up on them. He threw them in the trash. Um, he walked away from them. And I kept having this vision about the, doing something with a character, you know, something in that that walk that fine line between the super, the traditional superhero, but bringing in more modern takes of things that affect daily lives that didn't look like Clark Kent's or um, Peter Parker's, or if they did mirror them, they mirrored them from a different standpoint. You know, what happens when the odds are against you in a different way? And and you're not even seen, you're not visible to the world, and suddenly you're godlike, you know. So King Supreme deals with the concepts of responsibility, of course, which is you know a common thread in comics, but responsibility when you could have went the other way because the world has always dumped on you. You've always had to find your way and fight through. So there's multiple Supremes throughout time, and we won't jump too deep into some of the things that Danny has planned for the future. But the current King Supreme is Ryan Smith, who is named after, uh, and and I hate to be getting into all these super deep elements uh, while we're we're having fun and such, but uh, he's named after my cousin Ryan Smith, who was murdered a few years ago. Um, Mm -hmm. Very stand-up cat, but he was also very connected to the streets. He was one of those guys that a lot of rappers emulate or talk about or people want to strive to be. Not because that's necessarily what he was aiming for. It's just what the circumstances and society and survival can turn you into. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so with King Supreme, we want to walk that fine line. Like what really makes a hero a hero? What really makes a villain a villain? What What is the, the deciding factor? Magneto is a villain to anybody who's trying to get along or just sees mutants a certain way. But in Magneto's mind, yo, I'm just fighting for my people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Xavier wanted peace for everybody, right? So we got the Malcolm and, Malcolm and the Martin, or the early Malcolm, because, of course, Malcolm started to see things a little different uh, later on, but it was still for my people first. So, you know, society can see you as a villain, even if you're fighting for the greater cause. So a lot of King Supreme just deals with that balance of the two main characters, Ryan Smith, who's King Supreme, and Legacy, who is actually an alien from a different planet who has his own path that parallels the path that Ryan has, and we see those, the graphic novel that's on its way, we see those two paths slowly coming to a head and what happens when these two uh, forces who, who are very similar but very opposite in their reasons for what they're going for clash and what happens when that happens. And the responsibility 
of gaining absolute power. You know, how do you use that and what stops you from crossing that line and becoming the very thing that you fought so hard to not be, you know? That's cool, man. So since we gave Danny some credit on the creation of King Supreme, how does the production process go between two of you? Does Danny just say, well, he draw this and then go from Damn. there? Definitely no, not. Let, me, definitely. let me let me get an answer on that. <laughs> I asked the man, not you. All right, I'm gonna go out and get the answer. I'm gonna tell you the let's truth. Let's hear Danny Tay real quick. Go ahead, Mr. Quick. Tell us your quick. Get both sides. Get both so sides of the story. This, this is how this is how King Supreme was made, right? Mm-hmm. I'll write, I I'll go into deep study. Uh, um, I pray and I fast and I you know meditate for for months on end. And I I'll edit this know, part out. I asked, I asked, I asked the universe. I asked God for a, a message to give to the people, mm. and then I receive it, and then I put it down on paper, and I say, mm. "Wally, this is what we need to to tell people um, mm. with this King Supreme book." I I email them, I send it to them, and then Wally reads it, mm. and then he says, "Nah, we ain't doing none of that. We got we got other stuff we got to do. I got, I got a story I want to tell, and that's what we gonna do." And that's that's how it comes out, and it's usually better all for it. Is that not facts, Wally? I mean, it's kind of crazy that you say God and the universe tells you this, and then I'd be like, "No, God said that. <laughs> no, <laughs> not doing that." Like, which God told you that? <laughs> right. Which God in which universe? No, no, I'm not doing that. Baby. Um, the truth of the matter is, and so I revised and revamped King Supreme's design, and um, I, I I pitched it to Danny. I said, "Look, man." I got some ideas. If you dig these ideas, I want to do a one-off because I don't want to disturb what you already have going with what you're building with fourth wall and the universe that you're building, you know? And I also don't want people to, to not take to it a certain way and it messes with your brand. And so Danny, you know, he was, he was cool enough to hear out my concept, my ideas, but I told him, you know, but I got to do this my way because there's too many personal elements in this story for me to not make sure that it stays true to certain things and that it's grounded in certain elements. So I pitched it to him. He dug it. But instead of doing a one off, he wanted to make it a part of the continuous world of fourth wall, which I still was like, yo, that's a bad idea. You stand too close to me. And there's going to be some people like, yo, what are you doing? You know, but he was like, nah, I'm with you 100 percent. I'm going to go. I'm going to go pray and meditate and uh, talk to God and I'm gonna come back and, 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 you know, hopefully this thing works. You know what I mean? And so we, you know, we spend a lot of time back and forth and I will be honest, a lot of times I'll get ghost on Danny and I'll just show up and be like, all right, this is what where, where we at. And it kind of forces him in a place where it's like, well, you already drew it. So, um, I, <laughs> like, I guess, I guess that's cool. Uh, let's do that. You know, but we talk deeply about the long term because there's more things to come when I finish this particular volume and we want to make sure that it all lines up well. So what you're saying it is it's better to get a uh, forgiveness than permission with Danny. In, in in this case, now there are you know in other situations it's like yo Ace Blade. I'm not. I'm. I'll just make suggestions if I'm working on something with Ace Blade. Like bro, maybe we should do that, and it's up to him. But you know, people that work with me when, on things that I own, they know I can be very hands off, but I can also be very nah, nah. That's uh, that's not. That's no, I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Will, I will say, Wally, Wally, working with Wally on Ace Blade is completely different than working with, with Wally on King Supreme. 
the uh, Wally Wally doesn't like to write stuff down. I'll just say just say that. So uh, like the whole script process for King Supreme is is a whole different. You know how uh, how uh, what's his name Stanley used to used to be like, hey, this is what's gonna happen, and we're gonna come up with the words later. It's more like that. It's more like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah mm-hmm. So we put things out, and we used to tell people that because we didn't want people to be like. It, it's terrible just because they knew the process wasn't traditional. And when people had good feedback from the first prelude book, we slowly started having interviews where we would talk about the process. And then it was like, oh, oh okay. If I would have known that before, I would have told you it sucked. But, you know, <laughs> but it was good because I didn't know that. And I thought you guys thought, wrote all this out, which, you know, we, we definitely think it out. It's just I'm a very visual person. I play things out in my mind over and over again, and then I do layouts. And I like to act out dialogue amongst the characters to try to make it feel more like a conversation. And it's hard for me to do that by just typing everything up and then reading it back and seeing if it makes sense. But I can read scripts and work from scripts with no problem. But if it's something I'm more personally invested in, it just has always flowed better for me to do it that way. Uh, even with the samplers we put out for Super Bastard and King Supreme, people thought that Danny or my man Jarrell or someone had wrote them. And um, when they started finding out, it was just, no, nah, this is just piece, you know, me doing the weird thing that I do. But people respect Jay-Z and Biggie for it. So I'm like, why they can't respect comic creators if we're actually caring in what we're putting together and how we're doing, it, you know? So yeah. It's like you said, people don't respect comics sometimes. Yeah. True. It's true. <clears throat> We're still looked up as a child's medium more than a literature. True. And and that's one of the things that I I, I, I want to fight and change so much. And that's why I'm glad that we do get our books into certain places, because a lot of kids do learn a lot from even conversations change. I've seen kids conversations change from just reading dialogue in a comic book, you know, um, helping them to understand more how to receive and process information. And I, th- I think communication is key in anything we're doing, both from body language and verbal. Like that combination says a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. Now, one thing I, I was noticing just looking at your work um, and something you and I could probably connect with that Danny can't is your art style. Looking at your art style, it's a very um, it's like that those Ernie Barnes um, paintings, things like that, where you elongate along your a lot of your limbs and things like that. How did you develop that style? Exactly who you said, Ernie Barnes. Okay. Um, my my great great grandmother used to play when I was a kid. She would put the re, the reruns of Good Times on, and oh, okay. at that time, you know, somebody first of all, black people on TV was dope to see, and then a black okay. family struggles or not, it was beautiful to see them sticking together. And then you had JJ doing these paintings. And I find out later, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm mesmerized by the way these paintings look. And I find out later, oh, this is by a guy who's actually from North Carolina. Like, that's crazy. And he's actually made a living doing art. He used to be an athlete. He's still an athlete. Yeah. He was an athlete. But he's he, like you know, a he football player, right? Yeah, football. Yeah. And so you take that and you combine it with anime and graffiti. And it just felt like the greatest combination of, of weird art that I could think of to try to, you know, strive towards creating with my own twist to it. So, uh, you know, it was probably the worst way to learn how to draw, (laughs) to look at things that are elongated and stretched out first before really trying to study anatomy. But I think all of that is a growing process. That's the most beautiful thing about art. 
it's a continuous process. If you ever feel like you, you've learned it all when it comes to art, then you probably should go do something else. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's always room to grow and get better when it comes to art. So, yeah, Ernie Barnes was, was a huge. I never got to meet him in person. That was one of my goals. But he was a huge, huge influence on me. Nice. Very nice. And see, this is the part where Danny was quiet because he don't know nothing about art. So, <laughs> hey, you know, Danny says he's going to uh, be drawing a whole book by next year, 2022. Nah, I'm, I'm gonna stick to colors. I, I'm gonna let y'all do lines. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna learn colors though. I, that's one of my goals. I'm gonna learn colors. I respect that. I mean, if you want to start coloring some of my comics, that's fine, Danny. I, no. I can't find a. No, you, don't, okay. you don't want, you don't want that right now. Okay. <laughs> you don't want that right now. Give, give about six months. I might be, might be in a position to to put something out, but. I'm, I'm gonna right remember now. this because because Danny, six months from now, Danny be like, man, I'm too busy to be doing. And be like, oh, you remember when you said six months ago? Just give no. you six months. And then no, he'll be no. like, he'll be like, Wally and Kai don't want me to color none of their stuff. Every time I ask them, <laughs> they tell me no. I can't color their stuff. <laughs> All right, bro. We're just going to remember no. this conversation. Nah, the whole reason, the entire reason I'm learning colors is because I'm trying to I'm trying to color this King Supreme book. So don't even try me. Uh, it's going to be. It's gonna Listen, be I hear you. When I start dumping these pages on you in a little bit, don't be like, oh, man, it's coming too fast. I'm just not ready for it. Like, no, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I don't, I don't care about that. I'm ready. You need Here to get yourself a flatter, can... Danny. Get a flatter. They'll do all the basics for no, you, and then you can just flatters go are expensive. <laughs> flatters are expensive out here, bro. I can, I, I can show you or I can lead you to some fairly inexpensive flatters if you really want something. No, I want to do it. I want to do it myself. Right. So why don't you just say off. that? Why don't you just say that instead of trying to make flatters expensive? <laughs> flatters are expensive though. Flat, look, especially for for the sixty pages. No, bro, nobody trying to. <laughs> See, the real issue is that he just wants to be cheap and save money. That's, That's all it. it is. No, I want to. Danny wants to see his name on the credit sheet like thirty times. Yeah, as many times as possible. I mean. <laughs> He's like written by, drawn by, inked by, lettered colored by, by, colored by, colored edited by. Concept by. Trying to get that Tyler Perry credit. I'm trying to make it happen. Starring I mean, Danny J. Quick. Ace right, Blade. Right. As Ace Blade. <laughs> who, who he is. Ace Blade is him. You know, you just don't say it too much, but you know. No, I mean, I, I get that. When I first created Shaman's Destiny, my first comic series, I didn't realize I was putting myself into the comic book until I got to like issue five and I was like, all right. He's a martial artist. He likes football. He likes to draw. Yeah, this is just me. And it really didn't. It, it honestly it took me to where I was at a convention and this white lady came back and she was looking at my poster and she was like, is that you? And I was like, no, no, that's not. I guess that is me. <laughs> You're right. That is me. My bad. It is me. I guess right. that is me. So, no, some, we do that a lot of times as creators. We, you know, we put ourselves into things that we love. True, true. I, I I agree. I mean, I haven't ever done a character that, I mean, a, a main character that physically looked like me, but I know parts of life and characteristics and personality traits have definitely, you know, found their way into certain characters and they'll be like, oh, okay, I see what I'm doing. I see what's happening here, you know. But Danny just blatantly was like, Ace Blade is me from the beginning. Like, he knew once he got his hands on it, he was like, yo, this is uh, me from here on out. Uh, Ace Blade got hair. Ace Blade got hair. So okay, this this is younger me from here on out. Um, uh, anything past twenty two, if he if he if he passed twenty two and got hair, then it ain't me. 
it, it was who you wanted to be is what it is. Okay, I can take that. I can take that. Then. <laughs> All right, man. Well, this has been fun. I mean, well, Danny, I, Bri, I should overstep my boundaries. Do you have any other questions for Wally? I, mean, I know you know everything about the man, but. No, nah, I don't want. I ain't going to put him on blast too much more today. <laughs> put me on blast. I think we find out a lot. I think every time we're on anything together, we learn more about who Danny J. Quick really is. You no. know. No, learn a little bit more about the gangster from uh, Camelot. Where you from, Danny? No disrespect, It's Candor. Now today oh. we learned. Today we, we learned that you you uh, your evaluation of of uh, time spent with Todd McFarlane. All right, we learned. Uh, we learned your value on Todd McFarlane as a person and creator in this industry. Wait, can we go back? Because we had a, a a comment on that Rose said that Todd was not worth it. I mean, Todd, yeah, Todd's not worth a bill a billion. I don't think he. I don't think he there. Jay Z, because I think y'all said uh, Jay Z and Todd McFarlane about worth the same. I don't know. No, we Todd said you McFarlane. would think you were worth a billion. We said Todd was at least closer to the million that we get Jay Z. Oh no, I'm definitely yeah. not. I'm I'll be worth a billion someday, but not not now. You shouldn't disrespect Todd like that, though. You know the man. No, put in his no, never. I would never disrespect Todd. The man is an artist. You said fifty thousand dollars for his time. No, I was that trying was to make the question hard for you. I was trying to get you to pick the time with Todd. That's all I was doing. Oh, that's what you thought was gonna happen. <laughs> that's what I thought was gonna happen. He's like, I need money more than I need Todd. Damn it. <laughs> Listen. Listen, whatever question that's I gotta it. ask Todd, I can run up to that man the next time he's in New York show or something. Hey, bro. Hey, like I did before. Hey, what's happening, cut? Hey, man. Holler, bro. I got it. You can get his email right off his uh, website. As a matter of fact, <laughs> that ain't him though. That's that's that assistant's assistant. That, close enough. Close enough. Uh, I do want to update people. Um, King Supreme Super Bastard still in the works. And if you're following the campaign, then you got updates already. But um, these two books are super super important to me. Uh, so I'm just making sure I take the time to do these pages the most justice I can. It's behind schedule currently. For sure, in part, COVID did have some impacts on that, but we're not going to just put it all on the monster of COVID. You know, a lot of it is, uh, if you didn't if you didn't know, uh, and you support the campaign for Super Bastard, the book has been increased to about 100 pages as well. So it was a 60-page book, and now we're, we're, we're peaking out closer to that 100. As I continue to work on pages, I just keep figuring things out that I want to expand. And that can be one of the, the downsides to working the way that I work. Um, you start reworking things and relaying out things, but it's also one of the freedoms of figuring out the story a little more and, and whatever. And King Supreme is still in place to be a hundred pages because we're doing two volumes of that. So both of those volumes are scheduled to be 200 pages. So we're getting there, man. Y'all just stay patient with me. Um, updates continue to roll every month. And I think we're going to try and do another set of pre-orders for the character, for the figure. For those who saw it posted and didn't know we even had it on the campaign, so me and Danny will talk whenever he finds time to talk to me, and uh, we'll figure out putting some pre-orders up for another round of those figures. Just want to throw that out there real quick. Make it happen. I was just trying to check to see if I had uh, back that Kickstarter. It looks like I missed that one. Don't worry. You can take all the stuff that Danny I haven't given Danny, and I'll just send that to you. Bet. Ain't gonna Ain't gonna I'll take it. He gonna appreciate it. I'll take that. Yeah, he, as soon as he gets off this 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 uh this conversational call, this interview, he's gonna take that hat off and, and put on one of his ace blade hats. Mm-hmm. Nah, this, this new look. This this is the brand, right? This is the brand now. 
All right, show the glasses. Show the glasses, Danny. Got the we got the Stanley twos. Here, I will got put you Stanley up bigger. Twos right there. The Stanley twos. Right there. Okay. We got the King Supreme, the King Supreme uh, snapback. That's the that's the brand now. So, All right, for Danny, anybody that wants that, where can we find these hats at? Uh, yeah, that particular hat is on onceemperors.com. Um, we have a few colors still available. We got the dad hats that we hadn't put up on the site yet, but we had sold a few. Dan, you got one? Of Dan, you ain't got one of these, do you? I ain't got one of them. No, I ain't got one of them. Oh, I talked to somebody about what happened there. Um, but yeah, <laughs> we got we got a few different color options. We are sold out of certain ones. I'm working on restocks on those. But onceemperors.com. You can pick those up or just go to my uh, Instagram page and hit the link in the bio. That's at Wally V, W-O-L-L-Y-V, as in Victor, and you can go there. But Danny also has some alternate options for, of course, King Supreme is all over his website. But he has some alternate options for some some King Supreme. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, let me say that right. Ace Blade is all over the website. King Supreme is there a little bit. Um, he has some alternate options there, and we also have the prelude books on both sites that you can grab because you know that can't that campaign did pretty pretty well. So we still have books available from both of those and pre-orders for the new books. You got pre-orders on your site, Danny, or are they only online? No, nah, we we talking about it. we got to talk about it. Okay, so currently you can get pre-orders for the the graphic novel on onceemperors.com as well, and we also have other dope merch, Gundam shirts that I designed, and all that other cool stuff on the website as well. Nice. Very nice, man. Well, we appreciate you being on the show. This has been fun. Anytime I can get anybody on here that'll make Danny look stupid, I'm down for it. So we're going to have to have you back on season two at least at one point. (laughs) It's not hard. We're going to get you back, though, bro. Sure. And, you know, I I want to clear up something because it isn't all Danny's fault as far as you being on the show. I do all the scheduling. So I had to make sure that we fit you in the schedule properly. Um. It's this like really 10% Kyron's my show. fault, 90% his fault. This is really oh, Kyron's show. I'm just I'm just here to try to make stuff funny. That's all I do. Listen, <laughs> man, you're doing a horrible I'm, job at that. He is doing a horrible job. Listen, I respect that, but I still blame Danny because Danny is on 3,000 different outlets, and he, he never calls me. He only calls me to, to, to say, where's... Where is uh my stepping stone to pick this put Ace Blade on a higher shelf? That's all he calls me to ask about. Blast. So you know, <laughs> yeah, I like Ace Blade. I got no no beef with Ace Blade. I I don't think he can beat half the characters that Danny thinks he can beat. But you know, that's another conversation. Hey, if I if I get to write it, <laughs> if I get to write it, Ace Blade go, Ace Blade gonna win. Just know that. <laughs> I ain't going to complain about that word. brother. You I think he's really only as cocky as he is is because he knows he got King Supreme to back him up if it ever really go down. Oh. That's a fact. That's a fact. I, got oh. Ace, I got King Supreme and Lumberjacks right here on the team. Yeah, hey. nah, you I, ain't got I, Lumberjacks. I, Lumberjacks ain't on the Ace Blade team. Don't lie. Lumberjacks wait, hey, chop wait up till, Ace Blade wait until after this, this next season of the podcast. We're we trying to uh, squash some of that beef. Mm, whatever. We'll see how that go. All we'll right. see. All right, Danny. We'll where can we find all your work at, Danny? Um, you know where you can find me at the Ace Blade everywhere on um on social media, uh, and then our website www.fourthwallpros.com. What about you, Kyron? Where can people find you? Uh, you can find my work at TaurusComics.com. Uh, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr at Taurus Comics. Um, I am on TikTok, which is at Kyron49. You know, but you can also find. 
if this is your first time ever listening to this podcast, you can find our past episodes at fourtalespodcast.com. That's number four, T-A-L-E-S, podcast.com. Again, we are on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. We're not all might. Stop with the all might. Yeah, I, I was thrown off. Like, you're, you're plugging. You, you ain't got nothing current stuff. You ain't got no, no Ace Blade sitting around. Why are you putting all might up right now, bro? Hey, we got to talk about this, though, because we need uh, Ace Blade and King Supreme plushies. We need that. We need oh. to make that happen. Okay. Oh yeah, plushies is a bet, but why you got to show out, Mike? Though we ain't got, we earn nothing. From my, my daughter bought that. My we daughter bought me that. <laughs> my daughter yeah. bought me that. I keep, What's I keep all my with me. All right. Well, again, you can find all our stuff at fourtalespodcast.com. Please check us out. Like I said earlier, like us on YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple, iTunes. If you are listening to us on any platform, please go ahead and leave us a review because those reviews help us out so much but again we want to thank wally for being on the show and uh join us in two weeks for our next episode where we will have marvel legend artist image founder eric larson on the show to talk about whatever the hell he wants to talk about i guess because i have no idea but join us in two weeks from today that's dope even though i got beef with eric larson but yeah yeah that's dope (laughs) we'll cut that part out too Music provided by my brother, Quicks Made It. Find him online in YouTube, Instagram, and SoundCloud. I want to know what it is Quick is trying to say.